Sleepy host number two, yeah. Cassidy. Uh, I, was, I was told just moments before recording that this cannot be the ASMR video, but to give you a little taste, here is my pen on a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and and I'm just rolling with it. I I don't. Uh, this is my. Um, I have a berserk gut sword necklace. Ooh. I'm just rubbing it on the microphone. Looking at the waveforms, it looks like that was very unpleasant, and I am sorry. Mine looks pretty pleasant. And it's got that kind of like, you know, the keyboards, they have that like smooth kind of wet sound to them. I'm not pressing it. Mm-hmm. Just using the so, pen anyway. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to break the the um, ASMR kayfabe. Oh, okay. Um, what do we do on this podcast? Because we're not an ASMR podcast. Oh uh, yeah, we uh we are the number one podcast on the nineteen eighty eight horror comedy classic Vampires Kiss, starring Nicolas Cage, directed by Robert Bierman and written by Joseph Minion. Soundtrack by um someone. I almost had it. It was almost the whole thing. I actually would don't know who it was by. I'm. Looking I feel right like now. you're better at remembering him specifically than I. Uh, it's because he did, like, uh, he did um, Rawhead Rex. He did Rawhead Rex, and I love Rawhead Rex. Colin Towns. That's Colin Towns. We love you, Colin. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Thank you, Colin Towns. You did Rawhead Rex, and I love that movie. And then you did um, some other movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Oh, man, he's done a lot. Holy shit. Oh, now we're looking at letterboxes, as we often do on this podcast. We often do. The only other thing that I am interested in when it comes to what he has composed, Hmm. uh, there's a movie on here called Space Truckers. Ooh. Uh, it is from 1996. It looks pretty whack. Oh, that's disappointing. It can't be, can't be worse than like those like ice road truckers or whatever. Uh, probably not. I mean, hey, listen, Branson Reese wants to watch it and that is enough for me to want to watch it. Yes. If if that person wants to watch it. So I, I agree with that person that we know very well author of swan hey he's out here somewhere i could probably find him okay he's the author of whomst uh he's the author of author and uh illustrator of hit webcomic swan boy um he also does rude tales of magic which i think we've talked about on the Uh, show before yeah we have uh very funny very crude 
loves a whole lot of different types of movies, and uh, his letterbox is a real treat. Okay. Yeah. Um. Any hoopsed. Uh. We, we watched this movie again. We did. For How the forties. It was fine. It was very. You know, I was not as upset by it this time. It was very. It was very like. Just. I feel like I'm going through the motions more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That than I have before. Like I felt like I'm going through the motions before with this this project. Mm-hmm. And this watch, I just really felt it. I'm like, these are the most motions I've ever gone. Damn. So you're saying it was you a know? very Gregor Samsa kind of walk. <laughs> it really was. I could feel myself becoming chitinous and slimy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you were watching, the background picture of Franz Kafka just started vibrating and glowing to you. And you could see, like, oh, yeah. this is what it was all about. This is there just metamorphosis some... all over again. Yeah, there was an aura vibrating from that desk. Do you think that's um, what was going through Peter's mind? Like, oh my gosh, this is like metamorphosis, but instead of a <laughs> huge vermin, I'm a vampire. Yeah, I mean, that maybe maybe that's why he ate the cockroach in the first place. He's a big Kafka head. Mm-hmm, and he yeah. saw the cockroach and he was like, ah, oh, you know what might help me on in my transformation into a, a slimy bug? Mm if I eat this cockroach right now? Well, I think that's very interesting. I never thought about it like that. But in that context, I can imagine him viewing himself in his own way as like a very Gregor Samsa kind of guy. But perhaps Mm -hmm. in becoming a vampire, he's reborn. So eating that cockroach is him killing his old self and embracing this new Mm -hmm. identity. Yes, I am on board with this. Yeah, listener, chew on that. Think on that. Mm Mm-hmm uh send us your thoughts yeah no one sent us a damn thing on this podcast i How think the, we, the only we the only correspondence we have gotten has been from friend of the show viv mm-hmm. uh i believe she corrected something we said about goths oh. like way in the beginning of the of the um of the podcast really we said something about goths um Something about like the time period and when in which goths were invented or something, mm-hmm. um, and she corrected us and let us know, uh, you know what was up. Other right. than that, and a we bunch don't remember of, like, personal... what the correction was. So you know, no, I mean it was from the, all the way from the beginning of this podcast. It was like what nearly fifty episodes ago. Did we read it on the podcast? I don't think we did. Okay. Or was maybe the, we was did. this a written response, or was it? No, just it was like... just in response to one of our like tweets. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, other than that, and then like the personal correspondence from friend of the show Stina, uh, that's that's really been it. We, we haven't we, we haven't been corresponded with much, and you know what? That's fair. There's not much to say about this project. I I wouldn't say that. I think I we're not <laughs> Gregor Sam saying us for nothing, Cassidy. That's true. That's think? true. You know, this, I'm being yeah. I'm being harsh on us. Yeah. Granted, I am like high and stumbling on my words like most of the time during this podcast. But you know, and I'm sober and stumbling over my words uh, occasionally on this podcast. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? 
you know what? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get it. So shut up. Point <laughs> <laughs> made. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Talk real good because I'm smart and stuff, you know? <laughs> is that a is that a lyric from something? It's a, yeah, I think I say, I say it a lot because I think it's really funny. Uh, it's from a Run the Jewels song. That's right. Yes. I, I knew, I knew that was something that was from a music cause you're, you're a music knower. I am. And... I'm the Abed of music, I think. <laughs> not, not the expertise, just it's like, yeah, this is just my way of relating to the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's some things you can pass it. Like you just made it up on the spot, which is funny, but I, I you mostly know, that's just true. confess to it. You you could you you said a music fact and I just believed you because I don't know I don't know anything about Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want, you want to know everything about Run the Jewels? <laughs> uh, maybe on a different podcast. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. They don't have many vampire-y kind of things to talk about. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard when not 100 percent of the stuff you uh consume on a day-to-day basis is vampire-y yeah. i i don't i i've been really feel i haven't had a lot of time between breaths to like watch other movies mm-hmm. so i'm really starting to feel this movie yeah like as like the main the... thing that you're watching in your life which yeah, is not like great <sighs> It's bad, no, actually. I would say it, it's it's a little rough. I because like before, I think for like the majority of this podcast, I have put at least four movies between me and Vampires Kiss uh, each week. Mm-hmm. But these past like this past month, I'll be lucky if I get two, um, and it's it's affecting me. I think. Right. I mean, it is difficult to like put aside, you know, time to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I and it's not even the podcast's fault. It's just, it's just, you know, ain't no time for nothing these days. Yeah, it's busy out here for for I don't even know what reason. I guess that's that's just life, man. You know, that's adulthood. <sighs> I know it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan, frankly. Nah, and it's like you think like, hmm, yeah, my dog's running in the back, right, Kirby? It's like, is this all there is? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not, but it's like it's, it's most not. of it, you know. I've been thinking, and maybe this is fucked up of me, but I've been like very, I've been like, <laughs> I'm already looking forward to being in my early thirties. I feel like really? I'm. I'm sick of being in my 20s because mm. everyone I know has no time to do anything. Mm. And it's and it's cuz we're all like still fucking figuring shit out right, and yeah. working long hours and having no time to do the things we like to do and I'm just like, man, I'm hoping by the time I'm in my like 30s like I'll have enough figured out that I will have me and the people around me will have time at like enough free time to do shit. Yeah. And by do shit, I mean, play D and D I've really been <laughs> wanting to play D and D, but ain't no one got, 
there's no one who has a, a, a like a day uh, every two weeks to give to D and D. Me yeah. especially. All right. Well, you know what you got to do if this was a sitcom. Uh, get everyone fired. Exactly. I can't believe you yeah. immediately. Get, yeah, you got to get everyone fired so they have more time to play D and D. Yeah. Exactly. I need to make the pandemic much, much worse so we go into <laughs> lockdown again. I need to invent then... COVID twenty one or whatever. Yes. Not... Skipping twenty. <laughs> yeah, I need to in- invent COVID two, and uh, I just need to accelerate bird flu so that we go into another lockdown and we all have like um, uh, time to play D and D again because that was the the time post the only time post college where I was in a long D and D game that met every week was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was great. It was a great D and D game. It was fun. It was it the one that we were doing. No, that was a different thing. But yeah, that, that was sucked, right. That one wasn't. Well, fun. okay. Let me let me rephrase. That <laughs> wasn't D and D, so I wasn't thinking of it as D and D. But yeah, that was uh. It was, that was also very good. Also, that one didn't get finished, and I I think about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I I think playing D and D and being a DM uh, has given me like completion anxiety. Because mm. I have not finished any of the campaigns that I've started. Mm, yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's it's a very difficult thing to do, and it's not even yeah. It's not even like a skill thing. It's just like it's always just a scheduling thing, which is like the most it difficult is. thing to work around with adults. Yeah. yeah, and it but then that also like brings to the forefront of my mind the fact that there's a lot of project I've started that I have not finished, and it's just right. like fuck, man. Ah, oh, I need to finish stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I got a lot of unfinished things. That... I'm hoping that once we finish this, that'll just fucking uncork the bottle and we'll start finishing all over the place. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Phrasing, okay. <laughs> you know Cassie, I mean. can we clip that and play that five times? <laughs> we got to uncork that and come all over the place or whatever you say. <laughs> Uh, but you you know what I mean, right? No, I know. Like I feel mean, yeah. once we finish this project, it'll be like, all right, now everything that we've ever started, we're gonna start, you know, putting a cap on it. Right. I've been, uh, I've been like having this this thing where I've been wanting to work on my comic like more than like anything else in my life, and it's just nice. that, and I've been like doing little things here and there and just trying to organize what to write out like little like character templates like i'm working on like writing out the character summaries for everyone because i have like all the arcs and stuff figured out and like a lot of the main plot points of the overarching story it's just that like chiseling away at the block and just kind of like banging it all out Mm. is just something that i haven't been doing but i've been thinking about the whole time which is not i i'm right there with you man like the whole blood on lake owlbear thing that i've been working on yeah i i started out so strong with that i was doing art for it like every day Mm -hmm. like a year ago and i think like the past nine months i have not finished a single drawing for it yeah and so my fix for that has been uh to stream art and stream myself working on blood on lake owlbear because 
it's the only way that I'm going to force myself to work on it is if I'm doing it for another project that I'm doing that is kind of indefinite. Right. I think streaming it is a good way to hold yourself like accountable mm-hmm. to keep at it also. Plus, since I know people are watching, that forces me to do better at art because people are watching me. Yeah. Puts some I mean, pressure. I don't... I don't know if that is actually, uh, you know, I don't know if that has any, holds any water, but, you know. It, I don't it, think it's it, the worst it does idea. does in my brain. I think, I mean, I think adding a communal aspect to anything, like, helps you keep at it, you know. Yeah. And it's it's nice to get feedback from people. Although, the people who actually do art who watch me um, are going to, are gonna. I, they, I, I don't think I've had anyone tune into my stream while I'm working on a genuine art piece yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm going to drive them crazy f- by how like novice I am at using Photoshop. Right. I, I straight up mouse over to tools <laughs> and click on them to use them. I don't use hotkeys. If I want the eraser, I mouse over and I click on it. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel you. I feel like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I, even though I've been using Photoshop for so long, I feel like I mm-hmm. don't know the bells and whistles as much. Like, I was seeing someone, like, show out how to, like, create perspective grids and, like, crazy stuff like that mm-hmm. in Photoshop. And I was just like, I, I can't believe, like, this is the first time, like, I, and I haven't, wasn't being, like, taught this in school oh, or whatever. Dude, my roommates both, they're both, like, they both work in animation and they work in Photoshop every day, um, and they use all the tools and they use everything. Right. Like you know. No, for real. I remember like being in the efficiency. studio and like watching Christina yeah. work, and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And it's like oh, I, I never know. Thought Listen, about I, doing that. I, she she doesn't re- usually tune into the streams, but I feel like if she ever tuned into an art stream, I think she would like come into my room and hit me because <laughs> I I am I am using Photoshop so poorly. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to like easily draw straight lines on Photoshop on the iPad version, just like uh, dragging sure. and like instant, like not because there's a thing where you hold shift on the computer and like you can draw yes. a straight line perpendicularly, but like not diagonally mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I just want the thing that you can do where you could just like drag from point to point and make that just because that's like that's much more. I don't know if ergonomic is... I don't think ergonomic is the right way. It's more It's more effective. It's more efficient. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is, a, this is a call to action. Listeners, if you know how to do that, get at uh, Mateo at... It, what is it? XX sexy... Uh, it's XX sexy devil spelled real weird. Yeah. I used to know it by heart. I don't anymore. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't know if I've ever really known it by heart. It should be lowercase <laughs> x uppercase x s three x y underscore d three v i l x underscore maybe underscore a capital x under. Let me. You know. Let me. Let me check there, that. You have all the component parts. Just 
you know, shuffle those around until you find it. Oh, that never um, helps anyway. It's like when, like, you ask your friends to, like, borrow a password, and it's like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, little little different thingies, like, little mm-hmm. capitalizations and lowercase and replacements. And they're oh, like, yeah. I don't remember if it has, like, an exclamation yep. point or at the end, and you're just like, <laughs> you, you need to try at least this, five times before it gets right, you know? This is quite literally me whenever I have to share my, my shutter or dropout. Yeah. Uh, subscriptions with anyone I'm always like alright so it's e- I'm either using this email or this email and it's either this permutation of the same password I use or this permutation of the same password I use good luck yeah I don't know why but I just felt like reading like the entirety of my criterion login and password on the podcast. Oh, don't do was, that. Because <laughs> I was just thinking like I don't use it enough and I've been giving it to friends, but I could see that they're not watching anything like on the recently no, played it. stuff. And I know like a very select few amount of people listen to it. So it's like, what's the harm <laughs> in doing it anyway? No, what if we get famous? What if we get famous? <laughs> what if we get famous and random people start watching movies? I guess what's the harm in that, right? I guess, I mean, I guess they could change my password. They could change your password. They could start. I don't know actually how Criterion works. Can you just like buy DVDs off there? Oh, well, there's there's the Criterion website and there's the Criterion channel, which is the streaming service. I see. I see. So it's not like I Amazon mean... where if you gave them your Amazon password, they could backdoor into buying a bunch of bullshit. Uh, hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Well... It's up to you if you well, want. I'm, gl- to I'm glad I talked this out with you life. before saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's some things I didn't consider. I'm glad I talked you down from there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like I'm very aggressively like just going to friends' places to be like, please just watch my criteria. It's like hey, it's like a hundred something criteria. dollars like a year, you know, and like it just I see that automatic payment and I'm like, oh god. Hey, no joke. I will use your Criterion account. I All am right. I I'll am always to trying to. I'm always trying to add new streaming services to uh, our smart projector. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's very much like the the sharing passwords is the collecting the infinity stones of uh, post college life. You know. I know. Yeah. The only one I don't have is Disney Plus, and I don't care to have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. It does have the Muppet Show. So there's that. Wow, yeah. I think they like yeah. weirdly did the color grading though. Like I don't know. I'm not like I'm a I'm a Muppets enthusiast, but I'm no expert by any means in like the various uh, formats and. The thing weird is, varieties. anything anything that's on Disney Plus is on a uh, somewhere else that I can just steal from. So I'll steal Muppets. I think if I yeah, if that's I need fine. Them. I think. I could be wrong. I don't know if they still do, but I remember with Disney Plus for some reason, like for the four by three kind of like old aspect ratio stuff, they just zoomed it in so it'd be letterboxed, oh. so it would just cut off things. Come on, and man! It just, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like it's like, are you afraid that people will know that things were different back then? Like they'll just see yeah. a square and they'll be like, "This is I, what the fuck is this bullshit?" Like I don't the watch children this. will see a square and say, "I, I hate Kermit now. I want him <laughs> to be dead." yeah that's fucked man do you hey does disney have fraggle rock uh fraggle rock was an hbo show so oh really it was maybe one of the first ones holy or first like really popular ones yeah 
dude fraggle rock was great yeah i remember watching a lot of fraggle rock a lot I of that a lot of uh, elmo and grouchland you know oh, did you ever whoa. watch that one i did not i didn't know that was a thing elmo and grouchland it was like a, a sesame street movie and you know of course in sesame street they didn't really leave sesame street but in that mm-hmm. I believe the story is that Elmo lost his blanket and it went into Grouchland, which is the underground world that Oscar the Grouch's Grouch people live in that you need to go inside a trash can to be transported into this garbage world. It's some very labyrinth shit. And Elmo's That's just like awesome. heroes journeying, journeying into getting his blanket back, you know? Dude, that sound. Jim Henson must have still been alive when this movie was made, right? I don't think so. <laughs> no i don't oh. think so man well that sounds Maybe like so like Brian crazy Henson and weird was uh working on it though hmm i was gonna say because that sounds like crazy and weird enough that it would still be something because like i feel like jim henson would always push the the envelope. you know yeah he'd always push the envelope in ways that like studios now don't want to do because you know it's an IP and they're worried about like harming it. Yeah. Whereas Jim Henson would be like, I want the Muppets to say fuck. I want <laughs> yeah. them I want them to go to hell and meet the devil and then do a song and dance with the devil, uh, and shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um But but you know, nowadays, you know, they're no one's gonna do that. It's probably why they haven't made a Muppet movie since two thousand eleven. That's true. I think they are releasing like some kind of Electric Mayhem special with Lily saying I, I saw like I some did kind see of that. advertised. I I don't know much about Lily Singh. I remember there being a lot of controversy when she got her late night show and I remember seeing a few of her YouTube videos and they were not very good or funny. I I'll be real, I don't know who Lily Singh is. I was mostly just excited to see the Electric Mayhem band. Yeah. Uh having some spotlight put on him i think she went by superwoman on youtube when she was like Hmm. i don't know i don't think she's shane Shane dawson like adjacent or anything but i feel like she was like that era you know interesting god you know i don't know that i like muppets associating with youtubers hmm I think I when I liked Game Grumps, I would have, have liked to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would have been great. Yeah. They don't have a visual component to their show, though. So even if they had a Muppet on the, on the show, they yeah, would have had to do something true. really special. Mm-hmm. Have they never transitioned into, like, showing their faces? I think they, like, did that for, like, a few things, but... Uh, maybe. Oh, wait, no, that know. was for, like, an April Fool's thing. Yeah, and I also haven't watched their show since I was, like, freshman year of college, I think. Yeah, I think I think sophomore year is around the time I stopped. But I would... And it was mostly because, like, I would play them in the background while I would animate, and it would, like, make me laugh yeah. too hard. And <laughs> I didn't want to be, like, a crazy, grinning, like, chuckling psychopath in the studio. Oh, uh, couldn't be me. I, whenever I was, like, drawing in any studio... I would always have some funny shit playing in my ears and I'd be chuckling and laughing to myself. Yeah. I wish I, I still, still had like it. funny shit on my YouTube page. Now it's just like video essays and stuff like that. And mm. those are like fun, but also like almost always depressing in some way. Just because it's. 
society get on this podcast brother get on that uh, uh yeah get on that dimension 20 grind get on that uh rude tales of magic <laughs> you're right a D podcast would be like a good they're funny man for. yeah i believe you and like i i'm a fan of brennan you know brennan's great uh branson is also very good brennan and branson come together for one episode of rude tales of magic who's branson branson reese swan boy man the guy with the excellent letterboxd we mentioned him at the beginning of the show yeah yeah of course i'm trying to think like if he if i've seen him and was he is he with college humor who branson reese no yeah no he's not he's very distinct looking i think if you'd seen him on college humor you would know okay because i'm trying to think like what's that there's that guy who works on college humor and they have that that game show where the rules change every time oh that's a game changer yeah game changer and i'm trying to think like what's the name of the the host for that who looks so much like adam conover sam sam reich yes yeah so he was not on that show no (laughs) no he was not no i think that was mostly college humor people that show i've been putting on in the background while i uh while i draw and it very much distracts me because it's a very engaging show it's also very funny so it'll be late night while i'm drawing and i think i i worry that my roommates think i'm insane well because i'll be in my room and it'll be like two three in the morning and i'm all of a sudden burst out laughing because it's a very funny show I'll be honest. I don't know, like, when the last time that I've like actually like gut busted laughed in forever. Mm. Trying really hard to think. I remember the uh, last time. It's not the last time, but the last time I remember laughing really hard that I had. To, it was late at night, and I had to like restrain myself. Was <laughs> critical was having like a Twitch talent show where people would call in and do stuff, and there was this one guy. Yeah. who did a Jar Jar Binks impression slash musical performance with a looper, oh. and it was the funniest thing that I've ever seen in my life, and there's, like, no way that I could possibly explain it, but... That's incredible. I'll send it to you. Hell um, yeah, please do. Okay. I'm gonna look for that now just because I'm gonna forget <laughs> later, and I want to tell the audience who may or may not be there. Oh, like, much you know... like the monster underneath your bed, you know? probably could be not won't be there when you're looking i oh man i um you you just reminded me talking about streaming you just reminded me of a like a an episode idea that uh i had like forever ago where we stream we like live stream us watching an episode but i just don't know how we would do that Mm mm-hmm I was thinking about us reading the script of the movie like an audio play. Oh my god. That's not a bad idea either. We would have to change some things. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll 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 ruminate on that over the next week. We've still yeah, we got the time. fucking the ASMR episode in the in the chamber. How many episodes um, do we have left? We have this one. Uh, well, hang on. I'm just going to do basic math. Uh, there's this one, and then so that'll be 46. We have six episodes left. Oh, my gosh. I know. We're almost done. We're almost That's done. That's true, and it's like, hmm. 
I don't know if we have all. That's we enough don't have... for like all the little little things that we've been discussing. I think. Yes, uh, we have. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of time, but we've got enough that we can do a a handful of of special little things. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah. Hell yeah! Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> that I'll add that to my watching later. Um, yeah. So people at home, you should look up on YouTube, winning Critical's talent show with the song about Jar Jar Binks, parentheses <laughs> with chat and parentheses. It's important um, when you're like saying parentheses out loud to say the end parentheses so people yes. know it's finished because otherwise this might be just like an extremely long subtitle of whatever you're saying. Yeah, I've gotten stuck in never-ending subtitles. It's been it's been really bad. Right, and like then you'll have like you'll continue with the conversation with the person. You'll be going on, mm-hmm. and like you're thinking in your mind, sweating. Like, has it ended yet? <laughs> yeah, are, I know. Are, like, are you a real person again? Is what's going on? <laughs> is the recommendation over? I've been talking to you for two hours. Is, is this a bit like you're really committed? Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> my brain's gonna explode. Yeah. I'm like typing on my phone the entire thing and then my phone melts in my hands. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken for like 10 minutes straight and you've just been talking at me and there's been like a slow scream building in the back of my throat, like slowly but surely throughout the entire conversation. <laughs> well, that's just me on like any, any old day. Mm. That'll be me at my catering job tomorrow. Oh shit. Yeah, people are not taking my hors d'oeuvres and I'm like hurt my feelings oh man that couldn't be me if i was like a catering person and i had like hors d'oeuvres in my hand i would be plenty happy with no one coming to me and talking to me and well, the thing is cassidy is that if no one takes it well no one's gonna uh, talk to you regardless they don't give a oh, shit fair enough. but if no one takes it you're just gonna be standing there with like a heavy thing of food for like a while oh you're right okay so then my I guess my ideal is they take enough that the hors d'oeuvre tray is lighter, but they don't take enough so that I have to go re-up and fill it up. So they take, like, I'll say half or maybe 70% of the hors Mm d'oeuvres, and then I just stand there for the rest of the shift. Right. You are going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe so. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, I don't, I don't know, my dad was talking about it, and he's like, you know, you're providing people a service, and I'm like, I guess, mm. but, like, I feel like the people that I'm providing it to, like, these are not the people in need, you know, them but they're, like, little mm. corporate events, you know, like, I'm being nice and all, and, like, I'm providing a service, but, like, I don't really truly care, so, like, the reason I'm, like, being so good about my job is that I want you guys to take all the things so I could put my plate down and I could go back to the kitchen and interact with people that I'm actually able to level with on like an organic kind of workplace interaction, you know, the cool, the cool people making all the foods. Exactly. Kirby knows that he's moaning and groaning. He's like (laughs) helping people not doing stuff for self-interest. I don't understand that shit at all. Kirby's a very individualist type person. He is. He loves Ayn Rand. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the first podcast ever where someone has accused a dog of liking Ayn Rand. Oh, no. I'm I'm sure Brad Pitt's dog is all like Ayn Rand. (laughs) Wait, what does Brad Pitt have to do with it? 
Uh, I was reading a article about Ayn Rand, and it's like, uh-huh. yeah, a lot of Hollywood celebrities like it, such as Brad Pitt and so uh. and his girlfriend so and so. And it's like, I think that makes sense that like people within Hollywood would be very individualistic and like kind of. Yeah. Uh, now I need now I need to like summarize whatever Ayn Rand's. Uh, no, you don't need is. to. I think I think our listenership is well read enough that they know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just the whole like altruism bad. Just think for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, think do do like the best for you always. Put yourself ahead because it's a you know. Yeah, exactly. It's the free market or whatever. <laughs> it's pro capitalism, baby. You know. Yo, Peter Lowe would love Ayn Rand. Mm-hmm. Peter Lowe, wait, was Ayn Rand? Do yeah. saying all this shit back in '88. I don't oh, know yeah, totally. enough about Ayn Rand. I feel like she was around the '50s and '60s, but I could. Oh, be able... really? Let me look okay. up when Atlas Shrugged is. I've been getting ads for Atlas Shrugged, uh, because I've been reading anti Ayn Rand articles, and it's like, nice. should you read it? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe you're right. It was 1957, and that's okay. that's her her big one, you know, that and Fountainhead. I see, I see. So, yeah, then Peter Lowe would absolutely be all about that. Well, I feel like... Hmm. You don't think so? I mean, I th- I feel like the thing is that I think the kind of person that Peter is trying to mold himself to be would like Ayn Rand. But, like, him existing in, like, the state of constant ridicule and feeling like a failure, mm. which he, like, so obviously has. Yeah. I feel like looking to someone with Ayn Rand and, like, feeling like you're not living up to this idealistic version of, like, what a successful man and a successful capitalist should be. Like, I don't know if... I feel like it would just make him feel like a failure, you know? Yeah, I suppose. That's why he has Kafka, you know, in his thing, because it's like, yeah, (laughs) Kafka gets me. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I feel like he just doesn't have enough, like, uh, self-awareness to, like have that kind of introspective thought about himself when he is consuming something like that and investing himself in those beliefs, you know? Yeah. But that's just me. Um, do we have any more thoughts about the movie? I think we're, we're nearly, (laughs) I don't think we had any thoughts about the movie. You know, we ended, we were ending on one. Like, I think we're, we're nearly out of time and, uh, that was a pretty movie related sentence we said there yeah. so i think we're good i mean i guess i'll share with my watch i was like trying to do 50 percent for a lot of it but i just for time constraints i just speed it up to twice but mm. it was a slog it like it's it's so bad when it's slow it yeah it made, it made me feel nothing you know it was just like oh <laughs> they just kind of sound drunk and you know i was like i was talking along to all the all the classic lines and whatnot yeah. but yeah I need to still do the six-hour marathon watch, but I just do don't you? have the time. I do. I want to. I want to get. I want to get wizard high, and then I want to watch it for six hours. All right. Uh, but you know, maybe you should stream yourself doing it. Oh God, no! You don't have to stream the movie. You just like stream like your live reaction and your distress. Uh, it's gonna be six hours of someone looking bemusedly at the screen <laughs> or looking very scared that's uh, good I like that. <laughs> you know i mean with talking about it you know describing it does sound pretty funny 
but I don't know if it'll maintain funniness for six hours. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes peeled, everybody. Um, I think. I think a big part of our podcast is like the inherent fatigue of it, you know. Yeah, naturally. And you could definitely hear that, like in our voices. But I think, like, mm-hmm. also seeing it, like visually, just seeing the light leave your eyes as you watch it. <laughs> I think there is like an inherent artistic value in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. Um... I don't know that we need to subject our listeners to the actual feeling of the fatigue that mm. we are feeling. I don't know, it's like that, it... it's that, like that really famous French movie. I don't remember what the name is because it's long and in French. Uh oh, Jean Dielman something something way. Yeah. So yeah, this could be your that. You know. Yeah, you know it. I guess it is a lot like Jean Dielman. <laughs> in, in, <some laughs> in in one one way exactly i guess if you kind of like tilt your head and like you spin around in a swivel chair for a little bit and you stand up too quick it's like yeah it's the same thing and then you, you close know? your eyes <laughs> yeah and then you said candy man five times fast <laughs> extra two just for safety mm-hmm. did you ever watch the newer candy man i, I did not feels uh production company handled that Yes, uh, I did not watch it. Um, it is on my big long horror marathon list to watch. Uh, yeah. All the Candyman movies are so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear I have the not... ones that are not the first one are bad, and I, I don't mean, know about the newest one. That's usually how it goes. It usually goes because I I've I have marathoned many 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 horror franchises o- over the past two three years. Um, it usually goes. The first one is good, the ones in between are bad, and then the modern remake is usually just okay. Yeah. I was I watched Scream for the first time recently. Ooh. And yeah, and I really liked it. But it's, at the same time, yeah. I feel like I've been watching, because I watched a kind of mediocre old slasher because it was on Criterion and it sounded juicy, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of, eh. Wh- which one was that? I don't, I don't even fucking remember the name. Oh, but fair enough. It was like town killers or something like that. I don't know. The, the description the town made that, it seem The cute. town that dreaded sundown? No. You're not mm. going to guess it. Mm, okay. I, I might, but... I... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Keep but, going. Uh, I don't know. A lot... I, I, I feel like a lot of classic horror movies are slashers, but mm-hmm. inherently, like, the slasher formula is just kind of the same you know and like even though i was enjoying mm-hmm. well i mean scream do- does it differently because it has like spoilers yeah. too though i already knew that because you know well the the scream movies were super important because they changed the face of horror in the 90s mm-hmm. because in the 90s horror was sort of like as horror and especially like the slasher genre was sort of flailing and like sort of dying um like you know a lot of the movies that were coming out in the early 90s kind of sucked and they were like not very good and they were getting too campy and weird and people didn't really like it and then scream came along and just changed it all together um and then it like super revitalized the horror genre as a whole um and then you know also, I'm sure, like, adding, like, the kind of meta aspects to it, too. Yeah. I mean, Wes Craven had already done that with a 
with the Nightmare on Elm Street movie before Scream came out, but he uh, it, he he really did it to its best effect with Scream. Yeah. I feel like we live in, like... Because I, I hear, like... And I've been watching Community a lot, which is also very meta, and I feel mm-hmm. like we just, in, like, the 2010s, we kind of were raised in, like, a media landscape of meta things, where it's, yeah. like... We we live in a post Deadpool world, sadly, you know. Yeah. And I feel that although, like, I'm sure this would have hit me like super hard in the '90s. I feel like mm-hmm. I I'm kind of just, and it's not a critique of the movie. I'm just kind of tired of seeing yeah. it. This this is just like me ranting about like things that are meta. Are meta, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. That's what that's what always worried me about the new Scream movies before I saw them was I was like, it's 2022 or 2023, you know. I'm worried that the meta aspects of these movies, because they will have them because it's a Scream movie, that I was worried they were going to bother me. But they actually did them very well. Um, yeah. And I kind of liked it. I liked it both times, both with the, like, you know, explaining the rules of the movie and then mm-hmm. with the ending where the killer explains their motivation. You know, I yeah. liked it both times. And I was like, you know, this, this, this is this good. I like. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we're talking is, about Scream. Is, now. is Jenna Ortega a Sharon Stone? A Sharon Stone? Yeah, because Matthew Lillard in the first Scream was like, "But you're no Sharon Stone," or whatever the fuck he said. I'll be real. I don't know who Sharon Stone is. She was the blonde lady in Basic Instinct. Oh. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we've been talking about Scream for too long. I think we need to stop the podcast. Um, so let's Um wait, Vampire's Kiss remake with Jenna Ortega as a new revamped Alva. Oh man. That with more be... uh agency little Yeah. Or if we let's do let's do one better. Vampire's Kiss uh legacy sequel mm-hmm. uh uh Jenna Ortega is Alva's granddaughter. Granddaughter. She can't be her daughter. Jenna Ortega looks way too young. Um, she her granddaughter, and then she is a vampire hunter Mm, who is hunting uh Peter Lowe because he is actually a vampire. Right. Good idea. Yeah. I was thinking Uh, that like. I don't know, she worked at a nursing home and then Peter was there, like, and he's all old and crazy and he's trying to, like, recreate the dynamic he had with Alva, but she's not having it. And then, I don't know, I guess she, like, kills him and becomes a vampire or something. We've got to get Annika on the horn and we've got to have this episode. We've only got six more left. That's Uh, true. Yeah, so let's do that. Um, Let's get into our recommends. Okay, Um, I got mine if you got yours. Yes, you go do it okay so i have been watching the amazon series swarm lately i don't know if you've heard it i've heard of it yes it's very good um the main character i I feel like is very art autistic coded so like and i'm not as far as i can tell uh Mm -hmm. on the spectrum and i don't know if like 
I don't know, there is a tendency in, like, horror to, like, since, like, Texas Chainsaw to, like, take mentally ill people and, like, mm. add that as, like, another layer of, like, how scary they are. But, like, yeah. she she has, like, her layers to her. And her perform the actress's performance is fucking crazy. But basically, Swarm is about a girl who is a crazy beehive Beyonce stan who, like, evangelizes Beyonce. Uh-huh. And she uh, starts killing people who, like, have... <laughs> been Whoa. talking shit about Beyonce on Twitter from hers that she's seen through her stand account. There's more to it, but it's pretty nutty. Um, huh. Chloe Bailey from Chloe and Halle are in it, is in it. And she's a Beyonce protege. So like, I think that's kind of like a crazy connect. And Bailey yeah. Oyerish is in it. And she's very good. Damn. And it's, oh yeah donald glover is one of the co-creators so i was gonna say that's the one thing i think i know about is that donald glover is like one of the people who's involved yeah it's got that like atlanta edge to it though like Mm -hmm. it has its own you know yeah kind of visual quality to it but it's very scary and thrillery and you know hell yeah it's wild it's pretty wild I'll have to give that a watch. I'm deep into Yellow Jackets right now, but I we're, mm, I'm nice. gonna need, how far are you? Uh, almost done with season one. Okay. Yeah. We'll, um. We'll, I'll I'll I have, I'll oh, I have, I'll sorry. I'll contact you once I catch up with you <laughs> in in the in season two. Okay, I have one question about Yellow Jackets for you though. Sure. Do you read um Shauna as having like unrequited like gay anguish for oh, Jackie? Oh, yes, absolutely. My whole apartment has been ha- we we all were like in the first episode we're like, "Oh, she is gay for Jackie." Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so far she hasn't shown like any and you know, she's she's been having this affair with what's his name from who says he's from Pratt or whatever. Or like yes, 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 Adam. Which is funny. Yeah, that guy. But um, she doesn't really show any romantic feelings or like sexual feelings towards women as an adult. And I think, I don't know, the people that I've been talking to like have read it more as just like she wants to like kind of be her or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't, I think that's part of it, but I can't help but like no, feel it like definitely Sean reads, is a disaster bisexual, you know? It definitely reads as her having gay feelings, but like her insecurity is stronger than that yeah um yeah anyway yellow jackets shadow recommend from both of us very good yeah. show um my recommendation is a movie came out in 2022 i may have recommended it on the podcast before but i um I, when i first watched it i watched half of it on a plane and the other half i finished at two in the morning uh while drunk and jet lagged uh so i don't really remember yeah vampires kiss um no it is a movie called incantation um it is uh it is a found footage movie uh i rewatched it recently that's why i'm recommending it um because i rewatched it and i didn't remember half of it and i was like damn this is a fucking good movie uh, it's called Incantation. It is a Chinese found footage movie about a mom who is... Netflix. Yes, it's on Netflix. Uh, it is about a mom who is trying to save her daughter who is suffering the uh, consequences of her mother uh, violating this like religious taboo 
like when she was pregnant with her um and it's like really fucked up and like weird and like eldritch horror-y and it's like you know uh like this entity that like the more you know about it the the more it like fucks you up um and it's really cool and it uses found footage very effectively um it's great incantation check it out nice um it's plug time i'm not gonna plug my stream we talked about it a lot uh you know follow us on twitter at game real pod i got an important announcement we've been oh. teasing and hinting at uh uh stuff that is going to be um maybe happening at uh yes, in in new york in the new york area uh, around May 20th. Well, I don't know if we've said it fully, but uh, I'm going to say it now. New York City, May, no no, no concrete date in May, but is going to be between the 20th and the 25th. One of those days, we are going to be uh, watching our final watch of Vampire's Kiss uh, in person, in theaters, at... Uh, the Alamo Draft House, or a, a, a different theater, depending on prices. We'll we'll uh, have more information probably next week. Um, That's right, Cassie. We're buying out every single theater in the Alamo Draft House. Every, every single theater. theater is going to be playing Vampire's Kiss, but only one will we be watching it in because we can't be in multiple places at once. Yeah, That's, you have to find the right theater if you want to come watch with us. Mm -hmm. we'll Um, leave some clues some little (laughs) pigeon feathers you know yeah um but yeah if if you're in the new york city area around that time uh you're more than welcome to come watch the movie with us um where there's gonna be celebration afterwards um and uh it's gonna be a great time so come through watch the movie with us yeah we don't bite much much um yeah and uh did you have anything else you wanted to plug mateo um no not particularly i don't think uh Uh, donate like five bucks to wikipedia yeah why not free education is very important never hurts never Um, hurts uh all right well Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, I've been Cassidy. I've been Mateo. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Dream of us. Please. Rate us five stars. Dream of me, my